one o'clock hour off and rolling. Wesson Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Walker Mail, Wes Bryant, Josh Fitty Marlowe, also Flound Dog in the building. We're doing the daily trying to figure out what we're going to eat for lunch, which Wes and I find highly entertaining yeah. every single time. Because At this point, it should be its own segment. It really should be its it own segment. Honestly, I would be so down for that. At 1 o'clock, Flounder, can you hop on the mic for a second? If you want to talk just a little bit. If you can hop on the mic so we can try to figure out exactly what time that you would be able to come on to the air and decide what you guys want to eat. Because it's it's entertaining, right? Like, Wes and I aren't lying. We... We yeah. find it hilarious because of some of the fights you get into, because of the decision-making <laughs> process. It is passionate yeah, stuff about what you're going to eat at 1 o'clock. Can you come in at 1 o'clock every yeah. day? Yeah, yeah, that's fine with <laughs> me. That'd be fantastic. So let's start it today. Like, what are you guys thinking? <laughs> I'm having trouble deciding here because we've just eaten so many different places here recently. Usually we have our ones that we stick to, and so one kind of gets left out. So we throw it back into the rotation. Well, Fiddy told you, I mean, he made the decision the other day. So it's your turn now, right? Like, I don't know if you guys really take turns. Is it the Kelly Oubre, Terry Rozier offense they ran last night? <laughs> Typically. Like, yeah. All right. Your turn. My turn. There's really not a whole lot of movement and cohesiveness. It's just really ISO ball when deciding what to eat well, for lunch. cookout has been ruled out, though. Yeah. I was I threw that out there as a suggestion. But apparently, oh, he can't go there because it almost killed him or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I um, that's so much, man. That was that's a brutal story. Like seriously, that that was that was rough for him. So I understand why that one is off the table. I just no hate if you were to ask me the fast food restaurants that would make me the most sad to be deathly sick over to the point where it's ruined for me. Cookouts like top five. I mean, is that your experience? Are you really sad you can't eat cookout anymore? I don't know if it's top five. Like it's no weird. Like like if it was Zaxby's, like Zaxby's, I would be willing to sacrifice my life. Yeah, Zaxby's sauce is fantastic. But that's what yeah. I'm having for dinner tonight. So Zaxby's is not an option. Okay. Oh, I've got it. I've got it. All right, let's hear I've it. Got it. But we'll well well no. I was gonna say uh, I, I'm trying to. What would be the worst one? Ooh, that stuff. Chipotle would kill me. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's not. That might not even be fast food, but that would. Oh, that would take me. Or out, it's going to literally oh. kill us, or it would figure. It would figuratively kill us to not eat it. Yeah, I want it to kill me from you know heart stoppage. You know, not from <laughs> from sickness. Taco Bell. That Is would that a be, spot today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'd that's, be brutal. Yeah, that's, okay. There yeah. we go. Are you guys there going go. Taco Bell? Oh, oh, hey. Three years of our relationship, we had a let's let's go ahead and call it. We had a pre-show fight today. We were beefing. We were beefing. Do 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 we do you want to get in on that Taco Bell action? Are are we trying to have a peaceful lunch supper type of thing <laughs> that mends the fences of our pre-show borderline fight? I don't know if it was full on. It was hardcore disagreement. Yeah, I, I let the match in there this morning. Was, we, we're not gonna go back into it. We I lit the match when we came into the studio. It was a fight. <laughs> yeah, I, I lit the match. You know, I initiated it too, and Fitty like because I I tried to extend the olive branch a little bit. <laughs> Fitty kind of rev it up once more and then i said nah nah i'm not gonna go with that again we're gonna do the bro hug we're gonna try to figure it out because i do have genuine love and i don't want to fight before we get on the microphone but that is something that he happened. is gonna come after you at three o'clock though this I, is I, what he does yeah. he'll, he'll act nice here but then afterwards he's gonna circle around restart it so what's oh, gonna yeah. be the items eating today. Oh, yeah. chicken quesadilla is my go-to over okay. there. It's yeah, so good. Why. The problem is with the quesadilla. Chipotle has a good quesadilla. They do. The problem with the Taco Bell quesadilla is, is that's not enough food. I mean, oh no, you have to get. We got to double up usually. Yeah. Yeah. Get a side. It's it's a it's a. Yeah. Where you get two quesadillas? 
Sometimes. But that's yeah. not all that bad. It sounds worse, Wes. I'm t- like, <laughs> that's it's, sad. It, I, I know. But it's not the whole three toaster strudels thing. I'm going to side with Fiddy on this. You can get two quesadillas, and that is actually a normal serving amount. Yes. Right? Like it's Plus, if you are interested in reheating something, quesadillas is the go to fast food reheating. Listen, right? Like no lettuce, no tomato, just straight I've chicken had and cheese. Orders I've there. never reheated it. I'm too fat. Listen, well, I've, I've had orders that have been off the chain, so I cannot look down at anybody. I mean, I would used to go to Taco Bell and I would get two soft tacos, a burrito, a nacho supreme. I, I mean, I mean, come on. Taco Bell absolutely has the potential to get the most ridiculous oh, of any fast like food restaurant. You can oh, eat I like can a do, king at Taco Bell for $10. I can do the two quesadilla, the side taco, the mm-hmm. nachos, and the cinnamon twist at one time. Okay. When they I can't do it anymore. I've dialed back a little bit. <laughs> I want a weak ass, but... <laughs> No, what a weak ass! No, I don't want. I, I don't want to be a dead ass. Although <laughs> that's not a bad way to go out with too much Taco Bell. Yeah, that's yeah. a fair point. But yeah. what? But once they included so many different food options in the five dollar big box, mm. it allowed me some type of rationalization to say, "Oh, well, I'm only getting one item here." But in reality, it's like this double decker burrito, <laughs> double decker chalupa. I love a double with, decker taco. Oh, they're so good! And this is what we bonded over. This yeah. is what me. This is what started the relationship between me and Fiddy when he was interning for me we talked about our love for Taco Bell and it's when Taco Bell came out with the double decker the soft shell yeah. the hard shell in the soft shell and using cheese as an adhesive to stick the two shells together it was like Genius. Taco yeah, Bell man. came together with the greatest invention of all time and so the fact that I don't think that's there anymore I don't think I think that was a limited time it's thing it's so hard to keep the up double decker with what, what? They got I think the, it, the, 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 the double decker taco. Yeah, I think it's still on the menu. Let's look. Let's look it up, yeah. please. All right. So, so if you do that, I just need one of you to just so I can live vicariously for one of you to get the double decker taco. And you know, Taco Bell okay. got named the healthiest fast food menu of all of them. Well, I think that's because people came what? at them and then they had to. No, fix I some did stuff, because right? they have the most vegetarian options and the power bowls are there because I get the power bowls, and then they had the most vegetarian options too because I get the potato soft tacos. And then I like the uh, the potatoes, the breakfast burritos. I get that potato breakfast burrito. But yeah, they got named it because, like I said, the power bowls. They have a lot of um, vegetarian options as well. Dude, I am so using that as ammo for the doctor next time. <laughs> hey, I eat Taco Bell. That's the um, healthiest of yeah, foods. Um, there's a burrito in your bloodstream, Flounder. What's going on? Yeah, but you see the power bowl in there as well? Yeah. That's all yeah, right. I get the power yeah. bowl. They're there pretty go. good. All right, last thing, Fiddy. What did our research team say about whether there's double-deckers still at Taco Bell available? It was supposed to come back this year. That and the uh, Enchirito was another uh, uh, item that was supposed to come back. Mm. But I think it's already discontinued. Also, just some history on the double-decker taco. <laughs> this was first introduced in – I'm on Taco Bell's official website. This is how de- uh, I deep it. I'm digging. I love it. It was introduced as a limited-time offer in 1995 and then became a permanent menu item all the way back in 2006. Is that why you were a fat-ass when you were growing up? I was big, and then once I got taller in high school, it was around that time, to be honest with you. I was definitely fat in 2006, but 2007 is when I grew up, and the the vertical caught up with the horizontal. Yeah. So Taco Bell's nacho cheese is goat, too. It's so good. Oh.
I mean, and 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 it's just it's like a, a certain type of color that yeah, looks like it's I created like the, in the factory. I like the, the cheesy factory. nachos just as much as anything. Just a regular order of the nachos and cheese. They man, make it. Good. They make it so cheap. So that that's what's decided, right? Taco Bell. <laughs> yes, yes, decided. This is where we're going. We just spent ten minutes talking about it. Like, <laughs> do, do they do they have your old go to? Do they still do the volcano tacos, or those are gone? I I don't think so. <laughs> and for the safety of the janitorial staff here at the building, <laughs> no. I wouldn't eat them while I was at work. He okay. also used to eat six of them in one sitting. Oh, oh yeah. I, so, volcano tacos. I, I can't hate on you. Um, We have a texture that is extremely well-informed on Taco Bell saying that the Enchirito was from November 17th to November 30th. They were delicious. They have the exact timeline <laughs> on the Enchirito. On the, Roto, I don't know what it's called, but this is why I love our listeners, because they know the exact timeline of Taco Bell items. Their knowledge of food is better than their knowledge oh, yeah. of sports. Oh, yeah, and then their burritos, when they put the, uh, the, chi- the the chips in them, when they put the spicy Fritos in the, there. Oh, oh, yes. Game changer. Fire. Pizza Hut, innovator of pizza. Taco yes. Bell, innovator oh, yeah. of they all things They have the Taco. most menu items that I try of any restaurant. They come Pizza out with Hutt something Taco new Bell. Taco Bell. They yeah. come out with something new more than likely I'm going to try. Yeah, I was going to say, do they have the most versatile menu out there? Like, great, there's so many they different have creative options. food planning meetings at the Taco Bell headquarters. It's a great. Tell you. Even it's, if you're drafting them second, you're going to get so much great positional value because they can offer so many different things. They're maybe not the, the number one pick that a Chick-fil-A is. But it's a nice second round pick. The problem with Chick-fil-A is that it is, I mean, it is all chicken and it is very good chicken, but that's the problem. You don't have the versatility. What do you have against chicken? I don't have anything against West, chicken. Do you okay. have a chicken sound you can make for us? <laughs> you sound like you should be their spokesperson. That's exactly <laughs> what you should do. Um, all right. That's Flounder helping us out with the lunchtime decision. All right. Flounder, Taco we thank Bell you for your is. service. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait Bum. to see. <laughs> um, plus, if we're talking best fast food mascots of all time, I mean, is the Chihuahua the best masc- the mascot? Oh, Yokiero Taco Bell. I miss the Yokiero Taco Bell guy. You don't remember they the Chihuahua? They great commercials overall, Taco Bell. Fiddy is looking at me side-eyes. There was race. a Chihuahua Taco Bell mascot? That's a, oh. He a young buck, though. Yeah, but he's not too much younger than me. Well, the, the, yeah. the, no, the That's best something one. I would think I remember and y'all wouldn't. No, I remember. You don't remember Yokiero Taco Bell? No. That was huge. Oh, I, I've always thought the best fast food mascot were the Chick-fil-A cows. They're great. That's a good one. They're they're fantastic. Well, come on, man. Now, we, if we're going to get into that, then... I mean, come on, Ronald McDonald, the Hamburglar. He's too scary. Come on, a Hamburglar. He has a TV show though. <laughs> Ronald McDonald had his own TV show. Yeah, he had he had his own little cartoon. I had, I, maybe I knew that. Hamburglar. I mean, I know the characters. Mm. <laughs> he just looked too much like a clown though, and I'm and I'm not I'm because not too, he is a clown. What was the other one? What was the purple thing that they had? That was Grimace. Yes. Yeah, he was just like a big purple chicken nugget. And then was there one more? They had the yeah the, the hamburger. Purple chicken I'm dying. nugget. That seems odd. <clears throat> I mean, okay, yeah, yeah, I, feel I like see. It's a pretty good explanation. And then the girl that was a, a bird. What was she? I'm looking a at bird. the picture now. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture now. She was a girl. <laughs> it was like a female bird. She had a uh, two ponytails to the side. I have no clue who that person is, but people are writing in saying that we are making them hungry. Somebody else oh, wrote birdie, in. Oh, birdie, the early bird. I mean, is that just that's McDonald's her name? Breakfast? Birdie, the early bird. Is that yeah. the breakfast? Yeah, mascot? Mayor McCheese. And oh, Officer Big Mac. I do remember Mayor McCheese. Mayor McCheese, <laughs> it, it is the cheeseburger as a head with the top hat, right? That's the Mayor yes. McCheese character. Oh, wow. McDonald's oh, put God. together the a whole coloring book for you. The guy who's dressed in costume. When you would get the Happy Meal, and then they would give you the coloring book where you would color all the mascots in. I mean, that's a whole other conversation. If you want to start talking about Happy Meal prizes or 
extra things that they will put in from from fast food restaurants when they will have promotions. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk Dream Team cups, Batman cups. Don't get me started. Um, well, Jack in the Box is not good. But whoa, it's, okay, it's, it's, all it's right. Not. Now, now you're just out here spitting lies. Th- their mascot is fantastic. I really like Jack, but I don't like Jack in the Box. Once you come to, to curly fries are good to the place that you know you're paying for crap food, it actually tastes better. There's a reason why it's cheaper because it's not very good, which therefore, in theory, makes it better than what you're paying for. You get your value at Jack in the Box. Once I made the decision to go to Jack in the Box after being extremely hungover after a night drinking in college, it was the worst food decision I've ever made in my life. Because for some reason, we all thought going to Jack in the Box was this great idea. And yes, I thought getting the $1 tacos. Oh, God, those are bad. Jack in the Box. Yeah, Jack in the Box has the worst tacos. I needed to be carried out of the Jack in the Box because we decided to go in, by the way. The $1 tacos. Have you ever had those, Fiddy? No, I used to get the... um, Don't. Uh, I used to get the, uh, uh, what was their little sweets that they used to sell there? I don't know. I never tried those um, either. But I, it was ruined for me. I couldn't do it anymore. I'm now forgetting. I'd always just go there and get a burger and then. Yeah, the, I'd get a burger and some curly fries. I'm, I couldn't do it. Somebody said cheesy McGreasy. It was something about that. <laughs> it was something about the, the meat in those tacos that wasn't right, man. Well, it was soggy. Ah. They were one dollar. It just didn't stop. taste good, man. Yeah, Fitty, don't do it. Don't do the Michael Scott thing. Oh, come don't, on. Don't. I was about to hit it. I thought you were still going to. That's fine, though. You can still go ahead. Let's go ahead and, and, and christen the moment with Michael Scott. That's what she said. All right. Thank you. We need to get past it. We need to get past this segment. I mean, it's blowing up. We'll talk it just like these bathrooms are with Taco Bell coming to Fitty and Flounder. It's Wes and Walker talking nonsense. Sports Radio 927 <laughs> WFNZ. Text line is out of control. Feel free to contribute. Garage Door Guru text line is 704-570-9610. TFB said he has diarrhea just listening to that segment that we just uh, had last time. That's the last thing I want to hear after the week I've had. I'm just telling you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't need no Taco Bell, man. Right. <laughs> you don't need Chipotle. You don't need any oh, I of that. I had Chipotle yesterday, actually. Did you really? Yeah, I started to get my appetite back a little bit. Man. You live to tell Chipotle. about it? Yeah, yeah, I was good. All right. Good to see. I don't get a crazy bowl with a bunch of stuff in it. You know, I get a fairly oh, see, healthy I, bowl. I mean, I pretty much get everything. Just dump it all. I pretty much, yeah. That's what I get at I Chipotle. Got brown rice, lettuce, all that good stuff. So you kept it simple. Is yeah. it better than the Taco Bell Power Bowl? We can't do this segment again. We just well, can't. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say it quick. Uh, no, I'm gonna take a Chipotle bowl, of course, over the Power Bowl, but the Power Bowl right. is still good. All right, so we had some uh, Jack in the Box takes for sure because I didn't like Jack in the Box, but that was because I got the one dollar tacos there. So yeah, you can continue to write some of those in. We can also do text of the day later on, and maybe just finish up with some more fast food discussion because that always gets the people going. Do you want to talk about North Carolina, your boys? Fitty, because I know you, you're you still repping all of the swag, yet Phil Longo will be repping some Wisconsin swag as he moves on as the offensive coordinator from North Carolina, going to coach under Luke Fickle, who took over that job for the Badgers, and Phil Longo no longer wanting to coach Drake May? I mean, crazy, right? Because this is someone that is extremely young and would possibly be the number one overall pick in this year's NFL draft class. But he has to come back because he's not eligible. 
So it really is the best of both worlds. If you're Phil Longo, having a young quarterback as talented as anybody in the country can't go to the NFL. So he's coming back to North Carolina. He already said that he's going to come back, that he is a Tar Heel. He did the whole announcement on social media thing. And yet Phil decided, no, I'm good. After coaching Sam Howell, Drake May for a year, I'm going to go to Wisconsin. How surprised were you to see that fitty and how big of an impact will that leave on this offense? You know, I know a lot of Tar Heel fans have a lot of gripes about Phil Longo's offense and the issues that it has in the, in the red zone. And those 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 issues are there. They're, they're right there in black and white. I cannot make them go away. This guy, though, has coached great offense for four years. You coached our two best quarterbacks in program history in Sam Howell and now Drake May. And that guy willingly left. I know he had an established relationship with Luke Fickle in the past, was on the verge of being his coordinator. Some things happened to where that didn't happen. But he's walking away from coaching a quarterback that's going to be the first or second pick in next year's NFL draft. A reason to believe this team could still compete in the ACC a year ago. And to me, that's alarming. Had he been fired, that would have been different. He wasn't fired. He left for a better job. And while Wisconsin as a whole is a better job, is a better program than North Carolina, is being the OC in Madison, Wisconsin, more high profile than being the OC in Chapel Hill next year? Mm-hmm. No. And, and so those that the, the question of why he left needs to be answered. And now there is pressure on Mac Brown to get this higher right. If you don't hire the right next offensive coordinator to get the most out of Drake May next season, I don't know what that means for the future of Carolina football. Yeah, I mean, I tried to think about the different reasons that he might have made this move, and I'm thinking maybe he wants the challenge of doing something that hasn't been done as far as taking a Wisconsin program that we know is as ground and pound as you can get in this era of college football. Maybe he wants to be the guy that changes it around. As Fiddy said, his offenses have been ranked in the top 15 in total offense nationally every season that he was at North Carolina. We know that he likes to throw it and get it all over the yard. The thing I'm wondering is, will they be able to attract the requisite uh, skill talent so the Skrilla will have to be in order in Madison to be getting kids that they're gonna want because there aren't any, yeah, there aren't any four-four <laughs> kids running around the state of Wisconsin playing wide receiver, not in abundance anyway. So I think it's a, a, a very interesting move, but I think maybe he looked at it too, saying that hey, I only have one more year with Drake May. Uh, maybe looking down the pipeline, he doesn't see a quarterback that could carry on the tradition. So he says, hey. I'm going to go up here with Luke Fickle and uh, perhaps compete for Big Ten championships and college football playoff appearances. When Phil Longo announced and it was reported that he was going to go to Wisconsin instead of call plays for North Carolina this year, I was brought back to how celebrated his arrival to Chapel Hill was once Mac Brown was named the head coaching hire. Mac Brown got praise immediately before he even coached one game, and that was because of the recruiting job he did. But that was also because bringing on Phil Longo after what he was able to do as the offensive coordinator at Ole Miss in 2017 and 2018. And so it's funny, you had a great offense. Since 2019, the Heels ranked 10th nationally, 10th in scoring offense at over 36 points per game, and they ranked 4th in total passing yards. Wisconsin's passing game, Never been all that crazy. They've had some 
I feel like Wisconsin, outside of Russell Wilson, who transferred from NC State, we know that whole story. Outside of Russell Wilson, I feel like the quarterbacks at Wisconsin are always going to be drafted late and get a shot in the NFL, but they're never prolific passers, right? Like the Scott Tolzines of the world. You know, they have Graham Mertz leaving, but none of those QBs ever thought about being what Drake May is. And Phil Longo was leaving. So Ole Miss in the SEC, North Carolina in the ACC, now he's going to the Big Ten. You do have to wonder, one, how much of a challenge does he view this that he wants to endure? Two, how much of it is just respecting what Luke Fickle is as a head coach and wanting to bring that to Wisconsin? Because apparently those two guys had grown a friendship over the last, I think, couple of years is what it was reported, which is kind of weird because Phil Longo was here in Chapel Hill. It's not like Luke Fickle was around the North Carolina program all that much. And so he decides to leave. Yeah. What do you think the impact is going to be, Wes, of Phil Longo's absence now from this program? Um, mm, I think Carolina will be able to attract a really good offensive coordinator because there will be a lot of guys who will want Drake May their chance to get their hands on him and what he will be able to do. So I think the impact will, I'm not going to say minimal, but I think it'll be moderate. I think, you know, they'll miss him a little bit, but I think Drake May's talent is that which mm-hmm. he he's a great eraser. So I think that he'll be able to to uh, erase a lot of that, the memory of that. And I think they'll get a good coordinator to come in and replace him. Yeah, that's what I'm interested in exploring. Fiddy, how much of the impact had by Phil Longo's absence, how much will that be erased simply because... You have Drake May as your starting quarterback. Are people worried too much about Phil Longo leaving, or do you actually have a problem with some of the people that don't think there's going to be that much of an impact with his absence? Yeah, no, I, I, I fall on the sword of to where like, I'm a Longo defender. You is as much work as I do covering Carolina. There are many people that don't like Phil Longo. We have a texture here that says Phil Longo was not liked at Ole Miss, but look right. at the offenses he led with Jordan Tiamo at that quarterback spot in Ole Miss during in, in the SEC West. His offense has issues, but I cannot sit here and look at the last two quarterbacks that we have had come through the uh, come through the program, the amount of skill position talent we've had come through the program, and think that losing him is not a big deal. He's a reason why he put Michael Carter, Javante Williams, Deami Brown in the NFL. Why Sam Howell entered last year as a Heisman Trophy candidate, as a guy who was mocked in the top ten in the NFL draft. He deserves a lot of the credit for their development. And now that guy's gone. And so, yes, I'm extremely concerned because Mac Brown hasn't done the best job replacing staff members since he's gotten back into coaching. I'm not I'm not sold that Mac Brown's going to get this hire right. And if he doesn't get it right, this program will be a shell of what it should be in less than two years. There's no solace in the fact that he did get it right the first time. With Phil Longo, Phil Longo wasn't his wasn't his first choice. But you also want Graham Harrell. You oh, know? oh, yeah. I said that in our pre-show. But, but that was like, his first I, choice, right? Like that was Mac's first choice. So it's was, not like he would have gotten it wrong had he had his first choice. Yeah, no. I mean, like it's Phil, actually impressive he got both choices right. Like you know, like Phil Longo was you know was still celebrated in the terms of he built a high-powered SEC offense, and you thought it would translate into the ACC, and for the most part. It did, but I mean, look, you, you, you look at what's going on in this program right now where you've got 13 kids in the portal, two coaches just leaving, staff changes that need to be made that aren't having, that aren't being made. 
I wouldn't be surprised if there will be people that would be reluctant to take the job of all the external questions that do exist around Mac Brown's future. Well, and Wes, you've covered the ACC for a while on the ACC Digital Network and all platforms. On That's all right. platforms, on is that right? Platforms. I'm starting Maybe the I'm, ACC. I, I'm starting to know the plug a little yeah. bit. Yeah, as I, <laughs> as I start to plug some things for us, and also you can follow us on Twitter at Weston Walker. But I, damn it, I, I wasn't good at math yesterday, right. and I just don't know how to spell the damn handle. How Man. do you spell it? W e s a n d W A L K E R Wesson Walker. When we get to five thousand subscribers, we'll sing you five thousand dollars. All right, really on Maybe. the plug. It was two million yesterday. Yeah, yeah it <laughs> went down a little bit. Yesterday's price is not today's That's price. Right, right. Thank you, Lamar. And Jackson. I put the maybe in at the end of it. Maybe we'll send it to you. I feel like not only Phil Longo was celebrated when Mac Brown hired him, but I also feel like Bateman was kind of celebrated when he was brought in as defensive coordinator, and it didn't work out. You don't think it was celebrated when they brought Bateman in? Oh no, it was celebrated. Oh, right, right. I wasn't doing the celebrating. I looked at the way his defenses ran and the model that they were playing with and and knew immediately, look, we're not gonna possess the ball for thirty six to forty minutes a game. That defense is gonna be on the field. How was it going to hold up? His best coaching job was his first year. The defense got progressively worse his last two years before Mac Brown fired him. So yeah, and I mean like 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 when Mac came back. He had all these great connections because of his time in TV. That was how he was able to fill that staff very quickly. Well, now he's back in coaching. He doesn't have those same connections. He's not talking to these same coaches on a week-in, week-out basis. I don't know if it's going to be as easy to get these hires right the second time around. Well, and Wes, because he did get some offensive coordinating hires right, or at least with Graham Harrell wanting him, it didn't happen, but Mm -hmm. at least he got the Phil Longo one right. The evidence against him guessing correct on the coordinator is on the defensive side because even Gene Chizik has not been able to get that side of the ball figured out as the season went on. They might've gotten better, but also, yeah, I mean, that was really the only way you could go was to get better after what we saw at the beginning of the season. Well, no doubt. But I think at the end of the day, it's hard to scheme when you don't have the requisite guys. I mean, Carolina did get some talented players and some of them have worked out. When you talk about Desmond Evans, who was a four to five star defensive end who has not been up to that billing. Uh, They still don't have the guys in the interior of that defensive line. Uh, You know, a lot of it, yeah, coaching does matter for sure. But I think, too, when you're talking about Longo, a lot of these offenses, they operate the same in college football. A lot of them RPO-based. You know, they're going to run the ball and they're going to pass out of that RPO. It seems like everybody runs the same offense. And, yeah, that's a a generalistic take. But it is what it is in college football these days that everybody runs a lot of the same stuff. I think it comes down to the players that you have. And in Carolina, just as far as the defensive talent, it just hasn't been there up front. Now, like I said, they got the linebackers right with Cedric Gray and Power Eccles, and they both look to be like yeah. they're going to stay. But at the end of the day, they've got to get some guys on the interior of that defensive line, and they need to find some – they need to just find a defensive line, period, because that defense isn't going to be anything like what they want it to be until they find the guys up front. Well, and, and this is the problem, too, because 704 number writes in, Longo has had the two best QBs in Carolina history. He had A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Dawson Knox, all at Ole Miss. He was very good the last four years at North Carolina, but – and I'm guessing he's saying Mac Brown here. He's never had a top 100 defense on any team he was on with three different coordinators. I guess that could still be Phil Longo, but he said, let's see what happens in Madison. And you do expect Wisconsin to have a better defense than what North Carolina has. And so here's the question, right? It's the question that we ask that every single coach has to deal with. 
how much credit do you give to the coach that has all of the talented players for allowing that talent to flourish, right? How much credit does the coach get for that? And how much credit do the players get because they're already talented and they are OC or DC proof? Because we've seen two defensive coordinators now, despite some pretty good recruits on that side of the ball, not be able to put together a really good defense despite having what you would call the Jimmys and Joes. But Phil Longo has. So credit to Mac Brown for being able to recruit. Phil Longo did a lot of good with the guys that he got. Bateman, Chiswick. Mac Brown, if you want to continue to go up the hierarchy, they haven't really done that so far. How do you share the credit if we were to make a pie chart for you, Fiddy? Don't eat it. Don't eat the pie chart. This is not <laughs> real food. This is actually just something we're breaking up into percentages. Uh-huh. If I were to give you the pie chart for credit, how much would you give for players, Mac Brown, and Phil Longo when it came to the offense? We saw Deami Brown, Daz Newsom, and the like before Phil Longo got there. Were they the players that they were when Phil Longo became the offensive coordinator? No. If uh, if Phil Longo doesn't come to Carolina, does Sam Howell flip his commitment from Florida State to Carolina? I know Mac Brown was very involved in that recruitment, but he mm-hmm. had an offensive coordinator that he could say, look, at this is the offense is going to run. This is what he can do. Probably not. I tend to leave. A, I, I tend to lean a lot more to Phil on this or uh, in this scenario because a lot of these guys that he won with or put up these numbers with were Larry Fedora recruits outside of Sam Howell. Newsom, Brown, Javante Williams, Michael yeah. Carter. Those were all Larry Fedora guys. Drake May was a Mac Brown, Phil Longo guy. So so I I tend to think maybe, I don't know, 60-40, I'm going Phil Longo in, in, in this okay. scenario. Yeah. But I, but I want to eat the pie. No, you can. What kind of pie does it need to be? Can it be pumpkin? Can it be half pumpkin, half pecan? Are you going to do the Mel Kuyper thing and then like eat one <laughs> bite at a time and then individually put whipped cream on every single bite of pumpkin pie? No, because whipped cream doesn't belong on good pie. Oh, man. No. Wow. Whipped cream is just fine being on pumpkin pie. It makes it so good. What's there not to like? Whipped cream is just, it's so tasty. Whipped cream is the equivalent to steak sauce. If a steak is good, you don't eat A1. No, wrong. My girl's saying that, but I don't don't subscribe. You're kind of, you're right about steak sauce. Thank you. But you're not right about whipped cream. No, I'm always right. right. Have you not learned that? I have not, no. (laughs) (laughs) I don't agree with either one of you about steak sauce. You go with the A1? You I mean, always put steak sauce on your steak? For the most part, yeah. But you can't put ketchup on steak, though. No, right? absolutely not. That's, All right. That's country bumpkin. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Hey, <laughs> hey, Jim Harbaugh does it, too, and he's no country bumpkin. Yeah, he's a Miss trash. Western bumpkin. Uh, Jim Harbaugh is a little bit When weird, you put though. ketchup on everything, I, I feel like that whoever you were reared by wasn't a very good cook if you're putting ketchup on everything. Well, you don't even like ketchup, right, Fiddy? You no, ketchup that, is disgusting. It's not disgusting. Wow. It just doesn't belong on steak. It doesn't belong on anything. Mustard is the most elite condiment. That and ranch. So I think if you go to a fine steakhouse, they can make their own steak sauce, though. Oh, I'm but for it's that, a, too. It doesn't have to always be A1. True. That's true, because you, it doesn't have to be A1 if you wanted to have some nice... It could be a nice, housemate. You're right about that. I actually yeah. agree with that, but you can't ask for ketchup at a nice steak no, restaurant. absolutely. That would be embarrassing. Get the hell out of here. And I've, I've been with someone that did that one time. <laughs> oh, was yeah. it your date? Embarrassing. It was not my date. No, it was one of my friends. We all went together to a steakhouse one time, and it's one of my buddies who loves ketchup, and he's one of those dudes that eats it on a lot of stuff. And he asked for ketchup, and he got the side eye, like, okay, I guess so. I didn't even know if they would have it. That's my theory. Ask him if if whoever he was reared by could cook well. And is that why he puts ketchup on everything? Yeah, I will. We'll, we'll get down to the bottom of that. All right. Everybody can text in about your North Carolina takes. Phil Longo leaving. 
Drake May tells us that he's staying, so North Carolina fans can feel a little at ease because that was the next question, right? It was when Phil Longo left. The next question was whether Drake May was going to go with him or just transfer altogether and leave that program. But he put out the picture, and honestly, you got to commend Drake May for not doing the whole screenshot of the notepad thing, right? He just said, I'm a Tar Heel. He put out a picture of him in his Tar Heel uniform. Yes. And let the picture do the talking. He didn't have to write a whole long thing on his iPhone. I know you had to respect that, Wes. Does that bump him up to the best quarterback in the ACC for that decision alone? (laughs) You know what? That's the new trend now is the guys announcing that they're coming back. And Drake's was very simplistic. I feel like, you know, for the nerves of some of these psychotic fans that perhaps you probably do need to say stuff like that, because I feel like you don't need to say anything. If you're not going to leave, then you're just not going to leave. Oh, but Tar Heel fans would squirm this entire offseason. This is true. That's why I said for some of those, I feel like you, you have to – you have to say that. But the, the new thing with the guys doing the videos about coming back, it's ridiculous. I don't care that much that you're coming back. And then they do these epic monologues on top of them. It's like, give me a break. But Drake May didn't do that. He and, did not do that. He kept it simple. And that's why. And that's is. why he's number two that's behind Riley number. Leonard. No, that's why he's the best ACC QB. You heard from Wes. I just heard it. It doesn't matter. We're going with it. All right. Time for a fitty flash. Flash is fitty. <laughs> I'm always ready to flash you guys. Thank you. Uh, I heard Flounder do this on the morning show this morning, and I wanted to give you guys an opportunity to talk about this one as well. The NCAA is is known for screwing everything up. They're one of the worst organizations in the in the entire country. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they get it right. And regarding the tragedy that happened involving the UA, the UVA football team that saw their season's final two games be canceled while they dealt with that tragedy. Um, The NCAA has granted seniors on that team an extra year of eligibility. What do you guys think on the NCAA actually getting it right for once uh, following that tragic accident that cut the UVA season short? No, I share the same idea and opinion as you do. They did get this right because even if... Even if you can't exactly give those seniors the exact moment they would have experienced in the last couple of games of this regular season, you allow them a shot to experience something as close to that as possible, which is finishing a season with your teammates. And I'm glad that this didn't take very long. I'm glad that the NCAA got this right and also pretty immediately got this right where we didn't have to drag this in. We didn't have this big old debate. You know, Fitty reads this Fitty flash and I'm not here to say, well, maybe we should do this. Nah, man, this is all good. These guys get an extra shot because something that was taken away from them with no sense whatsoever. I'm really happy that they get that extra year of eligibility. I will be the third king to jump in and say I agree with this because also another aspect is just mentally for these guys, especially if some of them had NFL aspirations. You know, things were kind of thrown off with everything that happened. And then just for these guys to recover mentally, though, just for them to to be ready and also have that solace of, hey, I get to spend another year with the guys that I love, that I treasure, that I feel like they probably treasure each other more than ever now after what happen so i think to give these guys a chance to mentally get themselves back together is also a great piece to this so yes it's an excellent thing by the ncaa the nba city edition uniforms are in full effect it's going to be popping off in fire or fizzle coming up next but also tfb writes in did you see the mississippi state kids um transfer note as well 
He would love to hear, TFB says he would love to hear Wes's thoughts on Mississippi State, the player that did announce that he was going to transfer from that program. So we'll throw that into fire fizzle as well. Okay. Wes and Walker, Sports Radio 927, WFNZ. I didn't know that he was called that. Who coined that nickname for Willie P? He coined himself that on a Charlotte FC broadcast, and now we just run with it. Because he is very, first off, you worked with him for three months on and off. He's very saucy. Mm-hmm. And kind of like how I have the takes about ketchup, he is very particular about what sauces he uses when he's making his dry brisket. Okay. <laughs> Dang it, I can't laugh still. <laughs> It's a problem. I apologize for y'all having to put up with this all week long, man. Just in general, but also just the inability to laugh. But the saw so- I want to hear the call where he referred to himself as the sauce boss on air. How do you work that in to a soccer call? Was that just him and and Jessica talking about it on the air? Like Have you never listened to Charlotte FC on Sports Radio 927 WFNZ? I actually have. (laughs) Does he bring up that he's the sauce boss every single broadcast? Not every single broadcast, but Willie will work in a Willie-ism every every show, and Jessica Charman's there to call him out on it. Willie. Okay. (laughs) What does she sound like? Willie. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. All right. Um, I don't know if you wanted to... Monroe Angler. If you wanted to claim, did you want to claim any fame to being the sauce boss at all, or can Willie P have that? No, he's got that. All right. He's got the sauce boss title. I don't, I'm a swag lord. He's a sauce boss. And you're also World Wide West. That's right. And something that World Wide West does is provide fire, no fizzle, and decides what is fire and fizzle right now. As we go with the intro, Fireman, Lil Wayne. I did I did want to throw this in just real quickly. So did you see the Mississippi State transfer post? I did. From Dylan Johnson. I did. Hashtag Hail State Forever. But in that quote, with his write-up, he said, I will be entering my name into the transfer portal with the hopes of finding a more fit playing environment for me. And he said, since Mike Leach doesn't think I'm tough enough, that's why I'm going to do so. What did you think of Dylan Johnson's uh, transfer portal message to everybody out there? This is tough because I don't know. I do kind of like Mike Leach. I'm not sure if these are, uh, you know, fair assessments of the kid. But for the sake of entertainment and the people of the Queen City, I'm going to say it's straight. Fire! He told the coach what he thought about him on his way out the door. I respect it. I agree. I think this is – I'm here for the pettiness. Yeah. To say that since Mike Leach is glad I'm leaving – I will now enter my name into the transfer portal. I thought that was pretty hilarious. All right, let's go to the City Edition uniforms because the NBA has them out in full force. We saw the Charlotte Hornets wear theirs last night. They actually went with the CLT instead of the CHA this time. It's something fans were clamoring for big time. We'll start with Charlotte, then work our way down with some of the most recent opponents of the Hornets franchise. What do you think of the Hornets? Still like Mint City Edition uniforms, a little bit of a play off of what they had a couple of years ago go is a fire fizzle. Well, these uniforms celebrate Charlotte's history as home of the first U.S. branch mint and the California gold rush of the early 1800s. Not sure why we're celebrating the California gold rush because that's my Niners job. However, (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm going to say that the Charlotte Hornets City Editions uniforms are straight. Fizzle. I think oh, they're like no. in the middle. I think yeah. they're in the middle. I think they're in the middle. They're okay. I don't think they're that. I think they're. I like last year's version much better. The gradient. What? Yeah, I love last year's version. See, and I, I have a personalized one. Fiddy, I thought you didn't like the City Edition uniforms this year. You like Charlotte's? The yeah. CLT? Now, I, I think the core is better than the actual uniform. The ones they they were rocking last year, those were like straight out of like a uh, like a high school or like a rec league. The gradient wasn't very good to me, but the one before that is still the goat, right? I love the the, the first Mint City edition that they ever brought up. I thought that was pretty good. I mean, I like the one from last year. Like I said, I, I like liked the it a lot when I saw okay. it, and uh, I have a personal. Idol. All right, what about okay. the, what about the starter jacket that the Sauce Boss Willie, the Sausage King, P has? <laughs> Wait, I didn't even. There's see so that. many nicknames you sneaked in there. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see it either. I right. didn't see it. Y'all, right. y'all didn't see that they, they brought out the minted uh, starter Charlotte jackets. Oh, oh I did. Jackets. I saw Dennis yeah. Smith wearing one of those. Yeah, that's heat. I thought you said hat for some reason. That's heat. I, I saw that of, jacket. I, th- I I saw a lot of stuff. It made going me on want to take computer. a trip to the team shop. We're going. <laughs> All right, let's go so next uniform. No, it's fine. We're doing <laughs> we're doing about four different shows at once. I kind of <laughs> like it, but also am a little confused. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, let's go with the Clippers. We just saw their city edition, I believe. The Clippers just in town playing the Charlotte Hornets. And so when you look at the L.A. Clippers city edition uniforms, if you're not driving and you are in a safe place where you can look this up on Google, you can follow <laughs> along. Nice. Wes, do you think the Clippers city edition uniforms are fire or are they fizzle? Well, this particular city edition uniform celebrates the deeply rooted bond with the South LA community, including design <laughs> elements honoring the heritage and passionate spirit of the renowned Drew Lee. But as far as what does Worldwide West, a.k.a. the Swag Lord, think about these uniforms, when I saw them the other night, I said that they are straight! Fizzle, super basic. Home, you burn Don't like them. We got mid for Charlotte and we got super basic. Super basic. We're gonna like put a cape on it. Clippers are really basic. You're right about yeah. that. They're that's, just <laughs> I don't know how they can be chotch, but that's fair. Can that's we just fine. call them the Los Angeles Chachers? <laughs> Sounds dirty. I don't Chacha. want to. I feel like we might be asking for a fine, but I'll let you say that. Let's go with the Brooklyn Nets. Now, look, I like them. I like the City Edition uniforms. I like the crazy colors. I often think this is the time to go as crazy as you really can. I mean, yes, you can still mess it up, but I like experimenting with the crazier colors, and you got a lot of them with this Brooklyn Nets City Edition uniform and some of the color scheme they're rolling with. But it's not my segment. It's World Wide West's segment. That's right. So when it comes to you, is the, are those City Edition unis fire or fizzle? Well, once again, they paid tribute to legendary Brooklyn-born artist John Michael Basquiat. We hear his name mentioned in a lot of raps by the affluent rappers like Jay-Z who tries to wear his hair like John Michael Basquiat that I think looks absolutely ridiculous. And as far as these uniforms go, like you said, Walker, with them naming it after a famous painter, there's so much more that could have been done here. And for that, <laughs> it is straight fizzle. Not oh. enough. Too plain. You take like this him. outfit home and you burn it. Oh, KG. I hate to oh, hear you it. getting plenty of it. This is what you guys like. You like the fizzle, so uh, you're getting plenty well, of that. I don't. I like some fizzles. Okay. I, I actually, I, I think it's one of those things I didn't realize right, what so I was asking for. We got one fire real. to two fizzles so far. Oh, okay. So, wh- which one do we need to go with here, Fiddy? What's more liable Well, we to said get? Wizards and wi- Warriors when we talked about right. it. Right. All right, we can go both of them. Let's go with Golden State, City Edition. What do you think? Okay, well, Golden State's 
This one incorporates several unique design elements with a yellow rose representing women who change the game and lead fearlessly. Okay, The chest emanates rays of sunshine symbolizing the power of uplifting women and the side gradient represents the diversity of the Bay Area. I understand all that. I have a girlfriend. I have a mother. I don't want to be in trouble when I get home. However, at its core, this uniform is straight. Fire the black and gold oh. with the flowers. Heat is one of the best ones that they made. So I, you know what, the message. And is shout the, out to the women. Yeah, for sure. I, I like. I have a girlfriend. I have a mother. These are fire. That's amazing. Yeah, and the design is fire. Um, yeah, the design doesn't. I wish they could have done something more with it. I like it. The look gold, the black and gold. It's gonna be hard to mess that up. Wes is a fan of gradient, man. You like a little transition into a different. A picture. little bit, yes. You, you do a like bit, that. Yes. All right, last one. We'll end with the Washington Wizards cherry blossom edition uniforms. I think they're fire, but once again, it's not Worldwide Walker. It's Worldwide West. What you think? Well, this city, this uniform emphasizes one of the primary colors of cherry blossoms with pink <laughs> as the base color. Silhouettes of cherry blossoms on the side. White accents feature a deep blue ombre on the shorts. Gradient from pink to blue. <laughs> blossoms on the water of the tidal basin. Home of the most iconic cherry blossom trees. I say all that to say Queen City. These uniforms are straight fire. One of my favorite ones. These are straight heat. Those are my favorites, too. Cherry Blossoms will end on a fire note with Washington getting a fire. Boom City all day. From Wes Bryant. We'll enter the 2 o'clock hour, <laughs> the last hour of the show. Coming up next, it's Wes and Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.